It seems that every time Joseph goes to sleep, an angel tells him what to do. It must get exhausting, I would think, but no. It doesn't, because Joseph incredibly appears to have no problem whatsoever following the commands of God's messengers. Whether the command was to take his wife into his home that we heard just a couple weeks ago, or to flee with his wife and newborn to Egypt, the Bible records no protest from Joseph. And when God asked, Joseph simply acted. It acted. He did what God asked him to do. Joseph was able to act because he trusted God. He had confidence that God would provide for him, as God always had for his people, even if they didn't know what was coming in the future. And so Joseph did not fear. This complete and utter trust in the Lord enabled Joseph to lead his family, the Holy Family. If Joseph hadn't trusted God completely, he would have never been able to complete the task he had been given, to protect his young wife, Mary, his foster child, Jesus, to raise up and teach this child, Jesus, who was fully human after all, so he did have to learn things in cooperation with his wife, Mary. One of the ways, and possibly the most important way, Joseph did this was through his example. Because if you look, Scripture doesn't record a single word from St. Joseph. Only his actions. And so his actions, which were based on trust and confidence in God, and following God's will, became that example with which he taught his family. And so we see that trust and confidence in God and Mary and in Jesus too. Sometimes it can be easy to get caught up in all the miraculous events that show up around the Holy Family, and indeed there are a lot of them. But we can forget that Jesus lived with his family mostly in silence for the better part of 30 years. Not much was recorded during those 30 years. And so I think it's safe to assume that those 30 years, the Holy Family looked a lot like most other families. They experienced the things any family would experience. They had to live on a budget. Joseph and maybe even Mary had to work to make ends meet. They went to the synagogue every week to worship God. They said their daily prayers and For Joseph and for Mary, they had to raise a child. And then at some point between the finding in the temple and the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan, Joseph dies. And so the Holy Family experienced that too. They experienced loss of loved ones. That means that Jesus knows what it feels like to lose a parent. Since we don't know particularly particular stories about their home life, though, we have to look elsewhere to draw examples. In what better place than Scripture, the Word of God, to look for how God would have lived in his family? Our first reading from the book of Sirach tells us that both a father and mother exercise an authority over their children. It tells us that children should care for their parents, and that children, in turn, 
And children should also honor their father, and they should revere their mother. In other words, what Sirach is asking children to do is to learn something called filial piety. Now, that sounds like a fancy word, but um, it's not. It means something very simple. And I ran across a very good definition in a book I just started reading by Father Paul Scalia called That Nothing May Be Lost. He described it as a simple devotion to one's family, one's country, one's God, and all that bestows and shapes one's life. Jesus is the perfect example of this. He's a devoted son of his parents, of his country Israel, and of his heavenly Father. He begins his ministry at home, if you've noticed. He starts in Galilee. And even when he ventures out of his hometown, out of his home state, he still remains in Israel. It can be so easy to forget the importance of our home and our roots, especially in this country, in this society. You know, our American way, it's, it's very individualistic and almost tragically individualistic because we go out, we try to make a name for ourselves. And we convince ourselves that anything that is familiar, that's normal, is our enemy. But in the meantime, we can easily lose that sense of community and that sense of belonging, which it may not seem immediately apparent, but those things are vital for us to thrive as human beings. We need those things. The reading from St. Paul to the Colossians also gives us a lot of things, and it gives us one of those nice controversial passages that people like to argue about, but it only gets controversial when we take it out of the context. Because if we look at this whole reading from Paul, it can be summarized with one word, love. Husbands and wives must love each other with a sacrificial and self-disinterested love. They're not out for themselves, they're out for the good of the other. The husband in particular, we learn in Scripture that love means, true love means willingness to lay down your life for a friend. And so the husband in particular must be willing to do that for his spouse. We see that in other writings by St. Paul. This relationship between husband and wife, it must be rooted in Christ because only He can give us, He can give the husband and the wife the grace needed for all of the compassion and kindness and humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, you know, all of that stuff that is needed to make a marriage work. Now granted, Mary and Joseph had it a little easier, like Christ was literally there with them, but we can always put God at the center. We can always turn to Him and ask Him to enter into our lives. And so from that love, we see that parents obviously should love their children, and children should love and obey their parents. None of these things are easy to follow, but it's not really supposed to be easy, because God never really promised us easy. His son, Jesus, certainly didn't have it easy. Let's be honest, families are hard, but it's through our families that we learn to love. It's through our families that we learn to love God and our neighbor and our fellow human being. 
It's through our families that we learn how to interact with the world and with God. It isn't easy, but it's possible. Today we celebrate the Holy Family. We celebrate that wonderful example they give us of how this is possible. And so like St. Joseph, let's simply trust in the Lord. Make that our prayer. To trust in the Lord and not to fear. Because as we were reminded just a few days ago, God is with us.